you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of the First Pick Pod. Today's episode is a very special one. It is draft day, and I'm going to be giving you guys a mock draft of picks 15 through 30. I came out with the lottery's picks back on Monday. Hope you guys tuned into that episode. We're going to be doing the same thing, but for picks 15 through 30, this episode should be out by noon. So that technically means that you guys are going to be hearing the names of the selected draft people within the next couple of hours. Before we get into the draft, though, a very important trade happened. The Celtics got Kristaps Porzingis, an opt-in trade. They also received the number 25th pick in this year's draft, and they also got compensation of a future first-round pick. The Wizards did receive Tyus Jones, a young point guard, and the Grizzlies surprisingly received Marcus Smart. Huge deal but I felt like I needed to include it in the beginning of this episode because that number 25 pick is in this trade. That means the Celtics will be picking number 25. So without further ado, at 15, if you guys watched the first episode, originally in the NBA right now, this is just speculation, the Atlanta Hawks will be picking here. If you watched my episode that came out Monday, I had Atlanta trading with Dallas, so this will be Dallas's pick. Dallas received the package of John Collins and Bruno Fernando and this 15th pick here. I do have them shoring up their big men and selecting the next best big after Wembenyama, Derek Lively, a 7'1", 230-pound out of Duke, only averaged five points, only averaged five rebounds on the season. But this guy's stats, don't let him fool you. He's a tremendous shot blocker, tremendous athlete, extremely athletic for his size. He moves great laterally. He has a really high vertical for his height. I'm just really excited what they can do in Dallas with him. He gives me a lot of JaVale McGee, DeAndre Jordan vibes. And for those of you who laugh at the name JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee was a starting center on the Warriors championship roster. He was the center that helped the Los Angeles Lakers win their title in 2020. He is a tremendous value piece. Derek Lively shot up draft boards earlier in this pre-draft process. He was projected in the 20s in my previous mock, as I mentioned, but the fact that he was showing his shooting potential in these workouts and just it's to see him in a in an offense where Luca and Kyrie are attracting all the attention and he can play his role and if he can develop a spot up three point shot it's a perfect fit in Dallas so Dallas gets their front court of the future in John Collins and Derek Lively drafting Derek Lively here at 15 at 16 this is one of the Few picks that actually stayed here. I have the Utah Jazz selecting Jalen Hood Shafino. I'm really high on Hood Shafino. He's a 6'6, 215. He really reminds me of Mike Conley, just his calmness gets to his spots, good height. He's a great shot maker. I just I really like this fit. And I think that he can be their next Mike Conley, if that makes sense. He can be their next point guard that can lead them for the next 10 years. Just a solid, solid point guard. 
At 17, I have another trade. I have the Los Angeles Lakers not making a selection here, trading with the Brooklyn Nets for depth. I have them trading Malik Beasley and Mohamed Bamba and the 17th pick and 47 for Dorian Finney-Smith, Royce O'Neal, the 21st pick in this year's draft, and 51. Now, obviously, a lot of moving parts in this deal, but Brooklyn has stated they want to move up in this draft. They don't. They can use their back-to-back selections to their advantage, so I have them trading the higher one to L.A. L.A. gets to go still stay in this draft, but draft a bit later, but we'll get about that when it's their turn to pick. Right now, I have the Brooklyn Nets picking Nick Smith Jr., a guy who was touted as a top-five prospect before the college season started. Then injuries happened, and he was... He didn't really put a string together of multiple games that were really, really good. He was quite inconsistent. But nevertheless, healthy, this kid is beyond fantastic. He is a three-level scorer. He can play make for himself and for others. And I like the potential here a lot with him in Brooklyn in that offense. The Miami Heat here at 18, I have them keeping the selection. This pick could have been thrown in a Bradley Beal trade. And I don't think they have enough time to cook up something unless we do hear something before draft day. I have them selecting Leonard Miller, a 6'10", 210-pound power forward center out of G League. I feel like what they lacked a lot in the NBA Finals was a hard-nosed, headed guy that they can play behind. Bam, they really did like that. And I feel Leonard Miller can go deep into that role. He can play into even a starting spot at one point if he develops correctly. He's an insanely versatile defender. I compare him a lot to Jared Vanderbilt, but I do think his offensive potential is way more than Jared Vanderbilt, which if you're getting an offensive version of Jared Vanderbilt, you're getting a pretty good offense. You're getting a pretty good player in general. The Golden State Warriors here at 19, I have them selecting Brandon Polinseski. I hope I'm not butchering that name, but I really do like this guy from Santa Clara. I think he's a perfect fit for the Warriors. I think they're looking for a replacement for a backup point guard, someone that can still fit their youth timeline, but can still help now. I feel like Jordan Poole is a two guard in a one guard body, if that makes sense. I really like the height on Brandon. He's 6'5". He's 20. He can help contribute right now to that team. He can be a good facilitator he can create his own shot I really like that bit he shot up draft boards he was invited combine he wasn't projected to go very high but slowly and steady and now I have him selected here at 19 to the Golden State Warriors number 20 here I have one of my biggest fallers from the first part of the mock draft I have Keontae George now everything that I said about Keontae still stands I just think there was so many people that rose up these boards someone had to fall and that was Keontae George a 6'4 185 pound shooting guard never met a shot he doesn't like I think Houston takes a chance on him they need scoring I do think it's been reported that James Harden will not be going to the Houston Rockets and leaning towards resigning with Philly obviously free agency isn't until July 1st we're going to be talking about that in future podcast episodes but I do think that Keontae George whether they get James Harden or they don't get James Harden Keontae George is someone that can come in and be a spark plug off the bench he reminds me a lot a lot of Jaden Hardy from the Dallas Mavericks just an insane shot maker and can put up scoring in bunches Now, the Los Angeles Lakers, who did that trade with the Brooklyn Nets, are now picking here at 21. And I have them picking the same guy they would have picked last time in my mock draft at 17, Jed Howard, a 6'8", 215-pound combo wing from Michigan. 
I feel like this guy is the perfect fit for LA. A 6'8 wing can defend, at least tries on defense. He has a good-looking shot. He's athletic enough, sneakily athletic. I really like this fit. And with the pieces they're getting along that Brooklyn trade, they essentially bring in three wings. Wings was a problem they had last offseason. And heading into this season, and they kind of shorted up with Vanderbilt and Hachimura. But this this NBA draft, they come out with three quality wings. And I, I'm really excited for the Lakers selecting Jet Howard. At number 22, Brooklyn still kept their pick. I have them taking Noah Clowney, a 6'10", 2'10", power forward center from Alabama. I'm scared of Nicholas Claxton heading into free agency. Is that someone you want to pay $30 million next offseason? I don't know. Noah Clowney, though, great rebounder. He's an energy guy. I like him to come off your bench for your first season, ease him into your lineup, and I could see a world where he ends up starting for them. He's just a great rebounder, a really energy guy, and every team needs a guy like that. And I think he fits really well with Brooklyn's new identity that they're trying to form. At number 23, one of the biggest draft risers in general throughout this pre-draft process, the Portland Trailblazers will be selecting Jame Jaquez Jr. out of UCLA. I really like this guy. I've actually been to a couple UCLA games, and he's always been someone that stood out. I myself am Latino, so I'm really rooting for this kid. I think that his game can translate really well into the NBA. He plays at his own pace. He doesn't rush anything. My only concern with him is his volume of three-point attempts, but it's been noted that he's been shooting the ball extremely well in his workouts with teams. I do think that, obviously, for him to be picked this high, I'm expecting him to become a decent three-point shooter, which I believe he'll have no problem transitioning for. In Portland here, they're going to go with a win now as player they went and traded the third overall pick for win-now pieces. So I do think they go with Jame Hawkins Jr. if you followed the first mock draft. Next, I got the Sacramento Kings, and I have them selecting Keegan Murray's brother, Chris Murray, a 6'8", 210, small forward, power forward out of Iowa. I just really like this guy. He's really, really good. He plays like his brother, not flashy at all, but he does all the right things, which is what else can you ask for? He plays defense. He shoots three-pointers. He's not as athletic, but he'll do whatever the team needs in order to get out a win. I really do like the backup to his brother. I do think that there's even a world where they can play in the same lineup together. I, I really do like the fit here, and I think Sacramento gets another guy, Diamond in the Rough here, help them. Next at 25, this is the pick from the Porzingis trade that's going from Memphis to Boston. And I have Boston getting a more NBA-ready wing already. Olivier, Maxence, Prosper. He wasn't in my mock draft at first in 1.0, but I've been doing more research and he's been on everyone's first round, so I got to put him in here. He's a small forward. He's extremely lengthy, and the best part about it is he's ready to win now. At 20 years old, he can be put into a lineup like Boston, who will be trading Danilo Gallinari and Mike Muscala to Washington. It's just, I do feel like Olivier can step into that role that they had for Danilo Gallinari, just an insanely athletic hybrid wing. Just Boston, that's a great pick for them. At 26th here, I have Derek Whitehead, a 6'7", 220 out of Duke. Now, as I mentioned also in the first mock draft, these Duke guys, they always tend to pan out in the NBA, barring anything unseen. I do think Derek Whitehead, obviously, he's been injured. I don't really know how much exposure he's had to NBA-esque practices, games and such, obviously. But I do think with the right proper training, you worry about the injury. But as I mentioned, you could see a world where he does develop. So I do like this fit with the Pacers because they're not going to rush him into 
becoming something right now because of how deep that roster is. You're going to add whoever you draft earlier in this draft in the lottery. You have Benedict Matherin, Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner. I think that adding a guy like Derek White hit a project player and whoever you add in that second round is, is really, really good value here. Because if he's healthy, and I'm pretty sure if he were healthy, he would shoot up draft boards. I think if he was healthy, he could be looking at inside the top 19, 20, I do think. Number 27, I have the Charlotte Hornets taking Maxwell Lewis. I really like this guy, too, from Pepperdine. You just worry about the competition because when you think of collegiate basketball, you don't really think of Pepperdine, but Maxwell Lewis is a 6'7", 195, so you want him to put on more muscle. But nevertheless, his NBA skill is undeniable. He has a really long wingspan. He plays lanes. He has a really good position of attack defensive stance on him. He's a really decent three-point shot, and I just feel like throughout his NBA career, he'll just become one of those glue guys. I really do like this fit in Charlotte. Now, number 28, the Utah Jazz. I have them replacing Jordan Clarkson with Bryce Sensible. I do feel like Jordan Clarkson will be leaving the Jazz this offseason, and I do think they will be replacing him with Bryce Sensible. Obviously, two different positions, and you're living up to a six-man-of-the-year um ceiling already but i feel like bryce sensible has a real scoring knack to him utah gets a steal here a 6'6 235 so already an nba ready body obviously i'm talking so highly of him but in my first mock draft i had him going 18 to miami but as i mentioned there's so many risers and this draft is insanely deep that i think you can still get a good player here at pick 28 as i mentioned bryce sensible he's coming from the ohio state university one of the best collegiate basketball college programs in the nation he He's ready for NBA basketball. He can be put into the rotation day one and get you buckets. I really like this fit for Bryce Sensible here at 28. Next at 29, I have the Denver Nuggets, who did also make a trade earlier this morning. They traded with the Indiana Pacers for this 29th pick. The Pacers had too many draft picks, decided to trade with the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets got into the first round, and I think they get their backup center and it's a project guy, but he's been shooting up draft boards. I've always believed in him to be the third best center in this draft. I had him going 30. I have him going a little higher. This only one pick, but it's still higher. James Najia, 200-pound center from Nigeria. I just think that from the workouts that we're seeing and his measurements that came in, almost an eight-foot wingspan on this guy, I just think it's perfect. I think that he is just a lob catcher. He's NBA-ready. I think that they really didn't like Thomas Bryant when they acquired him in the trade deadline. You can just straight up tell was getting no burn at all. I think James Najee comes in, can play 10 to 15 minutes, can give Jokic a little rest, and he can still provide something. Obviously, he can't shoot the ball well, but what he can really do well is set hard screens, grab a ton of defensive rebounds, grab a ton of blocks, and just get easy buckets at the rim. I like this fit for Denver, getting James Najee here. At 30, the Los Angeles Clippers, it was actually reported that the Kristaps Porzingis was going to be a three-team deal with the Clippers and Washington with them receiving Malcolm Brogdon. But the Clippers actually backed out because they saw that Malcolm Brogdon had some sort of injury history that was unsolved. So I'm going to have them picking this same mindset and I'm going to have them reaching for someone, Amari Bailey. Obviously, you hear the name and you remember him playing with Bronny over there in Sierra Canyon. He went to UCLA, had a pretty underwhelming season, was picking it up towards the March Madness tournament, played pretty well there. I do think that Amari Bailey has been shooting up draft boards. Now, you can pick someone like a Kobe Jones.
Jones here, a Ben Shepard here. But I just think Clippers go high upside. Amari Bailey can be a high-scoring guard for them. He's from UCLA. He's a hometown kid. I do think that Amari Bailey could end up here at the Clippers. I really like this fit. Now, some second-round steals I did not name in the first round, but some of these guys could be in the first round. Ryan Rupert, I had him in my last mock draft in the late first round. He's a guy that can develop. He's more a defensive guy, a playmaker. But if the right team fits in the right situation, I do think that he could end up being a steal. Jordan Walsh is just someone I really like, a wing. Obviously, you worry about his shot and if that can develop on the next level. But NBA wings rarely grow on trees and if you can develop that perfect ben shepherd is someone that has really really flown up draft boards i would not be surprised if he ends up being that 30th pick to the clippers but i just put amari bailey over him just because of the connections but ben shepherd not really athletic makes the right place i really like this fit colby jones another point guard shooting guard that has tremendous talent a good knockdown shot he's a really good athlete for his size i really like that fit tristan vucevic is one of my favorite players in his draft surprisingly i've heard about him since the beginning of the nba lottery process and i've seen tape on him and i do think he is for sure a second round pick and i really do hope a team that has playing time can give him some run because i think he can be really really good he's never met a shot he doesn't like and at seven foot the ability to knock down a three-pointer i think he'll do really really good with the right opportunity julian strother i really like this guy too i think he can go in the first round to that pick in denver at 29 he helped gonzaga win a lot of games this season he's a prototypical three and d wing i really do like it another guy that fell down dramatically was gregory gg jackson the second i just feel like he's too young he's extremely raw potential but if you can get him in the correct system this guy can be really really good i really like this fit wherever he ends up going to Cravion Smith, another guy that just gets buckets in abundance. And I, I really do like this fit here. Keontae Johnson, he got medically cleared for the draft. So great news for him. He helped his school go as far as they could in the national championship tournament. But I like his fit. He has good size. I think he's around 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. I really like this fit for him. He's a good shooter. City Sissoko, another guy that I had going in the first round, falls here into the second. Obviously, with the right player development, I think he could be a really, really good player. Marcus Sasser here, another name, a guy who also puts up just buckets out of nowhere. He's a microwave oven, and he can get it going really quick. And then, obviously, you can't end second round steals or this draft without mentioning Amani Bates, one of the most touted prospects before he committed to a college. He can just score a lot, but his measurements came back really, really bad. He has a short wingspan than his height you worry about that his shot iq at times is questionable he'd rather take step back corner threes instead of kicking it out to the open man for some guys that's a really good shot and for imani bates when it goes in he looks like a hell of a player but you obviously question if it doesn't go in how does that look anyways thank you guys so much for tuning in to my nba mock draft 2.0 post lottery picks 15 through 30 and even some second round steals i really do appreciate you guys being on this wave with me. I really do appreciate you guys. Remember to follow the Instagram. I post NBA content, NBA rumors every day, all day, every day. I put polls up on my story so you guys can be as interactive as possible. The Instagram is at the underscore first pick pod. Let me repeat that. It's at the underscore first pick pod. Just please give me a follow. 
I really do appreciate that. And if you guys want to hear on any platform, we're streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and now we're even on YouTube. So hit the subscribe bell on YouTube and even hit the noti bell so you can be notified whenever we drop an episode on YouTube. I hope you guys really do appreciate it. Remember, also give us a five stars. Hope you guys have a great draft day, and I hope you guys are ready for tomorrow's episode. Yes, Friday, we're dropping another episode. Right after the draft, I will be recording my initial thoughts on what I thought about draft night, who I thought, what went where, who fell, who rose. I'm really excited for that episode. I will be taking notes while I watch the draft. So I really hope you guys are ready to tune in for a back-to-back episode days of the First Pick Pod with today and tomorrow. Anyway, peace.